There you are. What's what's good, people? This is episode 181 of the Option Podcast. Guess what? Guess who's back? Back again. That's Wendy Jones. I'm Jason DeBiz. This is the Option Podcast. The episode starts right now. What's good, Wendy? Man, I'm excited to do this. It feels like a Friday. It's only Wednesday. I know, but it doesn't feel right unless we do this. It's the Wendy Jones song. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, people? Along with Wendy Jones, I'm Jason DeVis. This is episode 181 of the Option Podcast. Lost my voice a little bit from singing karaoke, singing my behind off. I'm going to do the same tonight. What's up, man? Oh, man. This is this is great. I love yeah. it. I can't believe you're 181 episodes in. That's amazing. Yeah, it takes a little bit of discipline, you yeah. know. I watch those other podcasts, and guess what? The ones that, that are still there, you know? Yeah. You've covered a lot of good stuff. I didn't think it would be as big as it is now. Like, well, it's not like huge, but like, no, but that's where consistency gets you. Yeah. Wow. Just, just grateful that people are interested. Grateful that, you know, I have an analytic that's at close to like one out of every five people who click on it, listen to the whole thing. Wow. That's, you know, it that's ain't exactly a, 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 yeah. a six minute CNN interview, is it? No. You know? Yeah. Given the American attention span, that's, that's huge. So for those of you that have been living under a rock that don't know who Wendy Jones is, or those of you that don't watch the podcast, Wendy's been on, she's been on this podcast probably like nine times, right? You, you, you were something I affectionately referred to as a revolving guest. We, we've been doing a show together called Undivided. Yes. And I can't wait for people to see more of it. It, you know, you get, you get your, we're getting our sea legs and it's, it's so good. Right. And the the premise behind it is what's I mean, we have a great time, but the premise behind it of how people can discuss, you know, current issues like current events and just critically think and disagree and still be friends like that's the premise, because where we've gone in America and all of this, like I can't be friends because you voted for so and so and I can't be friends with you because you think this. I that's not the America I want to live in and we're pretty far down that path so i like what we're doing to change that well i had reservations about it because sometimes you need to draw attention you need conflict right True. in fact drama and yeah. it's in the classic sense of the definition is the re recreation of conflict between individuals or an individual presented in front of an audience as if it's happening right now that's drama mm -hmm. that's the i mean most theater people y'all double check with me but i think i got that right mm -hmm. um and I had reservations because we had a lot in common. Mm -hmm. uh, for the audience listening, I'll just, I'll just shorten it. We were going to call it politically homeless. Because if you talk to Wendy Jones, and if you talk to me, you're, you're always, and if you're, if you're deep into politics or whatever, you're always going to ask yourself, what side are they on? Right. Like yesterday they were saying this and today they're saying that. Why? I thought we were on the same side. And and, and I, I had, you know, I was oh. curious how it was going to work because even though we have our differences, uh, um, someone can have a conversation with you and have no idea what political party you are. Right. 
they, they might they might know how you're raised or mm -hmm. you know but yeah and you know that's because i think mainstream media is trying to put everybody into silos right you have to believe all of these things this is the platform or this this is the conservative platform this is the liberal platform this is the republican this is the trump loving the maggot like we have they're trying to put everybody lump you into one silo and say you have to believe this and critical thinking americans are being drowned out in the current media environment and that's what you and i why we have such a good time talking is because we're both critical thinkers so we're going to think one thing on you know whether you know what to do about the homeless mental health issue what what to do about education what to that we critically think but the thing that i think draws us together is that we're both against well we're both pro first amendment and mm -hmm. there's a big conversation going on there now <laughs> and second <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> there's a big conversation going on there too but mm -hmm. this concept of being able to get your story out there and how big the struggle is for some and not for others is where all of this this you know independent media is is coming is, is coming from and there's a huge swath of america that's not being represented in the stories that are out there and i think that's where we connect because we have very different upbringings but as long as you're willing to critically think people can have conversations but it's happening in places like it's not happening on the news which i don't know who wants to watch the news anymore but not me well all right well let me give everybody a brief synopsis of my politics and when you're listening to me i want you to think of this this song i'll just whistle it everybody got that song die hard with a vengeance that was like my favorite mm -hmm. version of that if we come a long way from my mama's pouring cheerios all right <laughs> all right so listen up i love two things in life my guns and my gay friends <laughs> In fact, I think we ought to arm gay people everywhere. Just picture it. My man, Brandon Clemens, six-pack abs. Kyle Friend, six-pack abs in front of a billboard with a big old AR-15 saying, only you can prevent a hate crime. That's what I'm about. Get with it, son. So... <laughs> yeah, and the mainstream, the mainstream media would not let you put those two things together. Mm. No, no. If you are pro Second Amendment, you must be a homophobe. That's yeah. what they do. No. Well, the here's the here's ooh, I, I wanted us to we're, we'll definitely come back to Undivided because I think what the show's about, but we stumbled on something um that I just literally wrote down uh, um to get back to Undivided. But the method Actually, I was going to get to the method and I was going to get to, to the, with the the weaponization, right? So um, if you don't think transgender right men should play in female sports, uh, the weaponization is all trans transgender people, right? When even though the transgender people might share your sentiment. But the weaponization is, is you don't care about that, right? Yeah. If you don't think uh, Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone, the weaponization is you don't care that a, our president got shot. You're floating, this man died and you're floating conspiracies, right? Um, the pandemic, right? The weaponization was doctors, right? You're not following the science. You don't believe the doctors when the, the, real, the real threat was um, legal, um, right. fraudulent data, 
the yeah. data or data that that was never existed you right. know that we were lied to yeah. and for youtube youtube purposes um i'm just reflecting the opinions of others that wendy and i may or may not share so you know that people listening could take it or leave it but we're not trying to like inspire people to do something stupid but I, but i had to i wanted to clear that up because there's a weaponization um if you if you even utter the word israel then you're anti-semitic right yeah. you don't want you want safe borders so people don't whatever you're you're anti-immigrant right so there's this weaponization of you having a sentiment and in order to combat that sentiment they have to use these people as shields even our own sport like volleyball mm -hmm. I said it's a good old boys club and 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 it's non-inclusive and I think that's their downfall. They weaponize the players against me. Oh, you don't care about the players. Oh, these guys are doing they're busting their behind and I'm like I ain't nobody. I'm like ain't nobody saying nothing about the players, right? So, you know? So, um but I, I, the point I'm trying to I'm trying to make is that there is always a weaponization where they put someone who, who's in an occupation or a situation of nobility or, or just pure innocence, right? Transgender people are purely innocent in this, in this thing, they're on a general level. Mm -hmm. they're just, they're just, they identify with that and that's fine, right? Mm -hmm. uh, doctors, you, 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 you want to help people, right? So, uh, so you, you, you put these people as shields as, or even cannon fodder to um, defend um, opposition politics. Well, yeah, because they're, they're trying to force people into um, you know, real black and white issues, and it takes intelligence to live in a dualistically thinking world. And they're not, the news, the stories that are out there, the mainstream media, social media, they're not promoting dualistic thinking. Like, not everything, there are shades of gray. You and I both love the Matthew McConaughey quote, conservative, yeah, conservative early, early, liberal, liberal late. late. Yeah. If you can ground yourself in some principles and some values, you can see that as you get older, seeing the shades of gray is a sign of, of maturity, mm -hmm. right? But that's not what we're, what's being promoted. And they are weaponizing people and they are creating classes of people that they're not teaching people how resilient they are. They're not, they don't want us to all get along to see common humanity. They want to divide us. And I'm tired of it. Like it doesn't work. And that's what the show is, yeah. 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 It, it doesn't work. I mean, I'm not a racist. I'm not a homophobe. I'm not. But all, you know, you could take one thing that I think and, and, and people would say, oh, that, that's, that's the label that gets slapped on you. Right. Because in, it's too complicated and it takes too much work to understand a nuance and to yeah. understand someone's intricacies. It's too much. You know, there's X amount of there's people feel like they have a, a finite amount of time in the day. Um, so if, if you're just as mainstream person that just wants to watch the news 15 minutes a day to make sure you're up on yeah. current events, that's fine. If you're someone that's that's neck deep in, in a polit politics, there are so many levels uh, political discussions uh, where you thought because you're deep into politics you have enough time to talk about one thing you don't because you're stretched thin with 10, 10 other things where you only have a trigger so yeah. um, so and this whole social media banning thing mm -hmm. um, everyone thinks and a lot of Republicans think oh they're they're coming after us they're coming after the right and I don't think that's wholeheartedly false, but I think Republicans are missing the point here. 
they're, what they're missing is that they could have come after them anytime they felt like it. It wasn't January 6th that started that. I mean, it could have happened in any in any instance. Wall Street, right? They'll follow Wall Street, the Iraq War, you know, before before social media. But but the attack was on a demographic of people you're talking about. We're talking, if I'm going to do labels, right? And all that thought. If I'm going to do labels, there are people who are progressive, who are left to the left, who voted for Obama twice, who voted for Biden, who will promise things, uh, particularly my friends in the black community. You know, oh, oh, they don't care about black people. We care about black people. Okay. You know, I mean, what, 12 to 16 years, I'm, I'm still in the same boat. I'm still getting shot in the back. I'm still, you know, being profiled. I'm still, you know, right now they just struck down affirmative action, which we're going to talk about later. Uh, um, so there's a, two demographics of people. There are people who are left to the left. They're called progressives. And there are people called centrist right. There are these; those are people that are like, you know what? I, I'm I'm pro-abortion. That person's anti-abortion. I'm sex. Same-sex marriage is, isn't my thing, but there's free, I have a speech free speech issue. I have an anti-war issue, and that guy on the left agrees with me on that. Yeah. And we we can put our differences aside for something that they consider the emergent, and. That's why I think the Republicans are wrong on this. So it was a head fake. It was a head fake. It was it was the 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 you know the picture or the poster of the Republican Space Ranger with a big smile on his face and his AR-15, the stereotype, right? Mm-hmm. But the head the, they're swinging around him and hitting progressives and hitting centrist Republicans. You know, because they're th- the social media wants you to think that they're banning extremists, yeah. white racists, neo-Nazi skinheads or whatever. And this and that, you know, we could pin a medal around one, but but we can't, you know, but we can't, you know, can't have that conversation. But that is just my opinion. And you have a thought and I don't want you to lose that thought. But that's where I think it's really coming from. Well, I think we're about to find out more about how or, or why the government is interacting so closely with social media companies like that does not seem like a healthy separation (laughs) because social media is unregulated you know i mean for the most part and the government's getting involved saying in the in the name of of our safety well who trusts that anymore i don't trust that and if you're only regulating certain people like this is america unless you're screaming fire in a in a crowded movie theater and there isn't one what are we talking about and that that is that's been so far gone for a while now and to be honest with you i had an instagram account taken down for a birthday post i put up for a friend i remember that right tell, tell me about the why on that one well if you had or to the figure rationale. it out i mean <clears throat> this friend of mine and i get together in fresno for our december birthdays whenever i go home for christmas and we go to the same mexican restaurant that we love and we have these spicy Mexican beers and they're so good. And I wrote it in my post and some, so, you know, logically some AI bot checked my post and saw me write the word Mexican and my whole account is taken down. And there's no recourse until you run into someone who knows someone who knows someone that works in some back office at Meta and guess what? All of a sudden you get your account back. But if you're just a regular person trying to go in and and follow their their recourse, there's no way to get your account back. 
Yeah, there isn't. And if people like me are having accounts taken down, and like, yeah. I'm sorry, like, <laughs> Wendy's like, I'm trying to be Wendy's meaner. Like I'm trying. I'm trying to be more direct. I'm trying to talk about things that matter. But to be to be honest with you, like, I don't say stuff that's. But if they if they get an inkling that you're coming, you can't go head on at the beast, right? You got to go. You got to make an end run because these things are so big and heavy. And these industries that are making so much money and big tech is one of them the little guy has no chance and that's historically that hasn't been america that's right. not the america i want to live in and that's really the, that's really our demise yeah. the elite power is getting so huge that you can't be quiet anymore i think uh, the elites is a whole nother way with this discussion too because they're um, at the end of the day they're fine like if they want right. to say something um, if and they... that's what politics is coming down to now. Right. It's not it's not Republicans and Democrats. It's it's elites and normal people. And then what do we do about giving people who really need help a leg up compassionately? How do you teach a man to fish? Right? How we're not we're not just if we just hand things out to people, that's not helping either. But the the elites don't care. They like to keep these people down. Okay? And then the middle America, all of us that are out here working for meaning meaningful jobs trying to make our families better trying to make our communities better the elites don't care about that they're just ma they're making so much money they don't care they're fine they're fine <laughs> and they keep wanting to make more right at the expense of all the people who got shut down during covid all the billions wasn't enough exactly and if you look at big pharma big tech and big ag we have a real problem on our hands that's the and i come from a farming family that's a trifecta isn't that's it? the trifecta right yeah. there that's our food supply and the, the way we feel so that that goes completely into our health and and cancer and everything that we're seeing in america today as far as like how unhealthy we are then you go to that directly goes to the big pharma and then the the way that the message is being spread that is only being you only certain people are allowed to talk like mm. we have a problem on our hands all right let's start with the easy part the elite class i don't think they care either way i think if someone poor makes some money that's fine but as long as it, it doesn't break their bank right good good for him you know what i'm saying um because again me talking about the elite class there are people that will have a category for that too as cannon fodder Oh, it's a war on the on the rich. It's a war on the wealthy, you know. And it's a that category. It's a war on this. It's a war on that. And if you notice all of the categories they mention, um, these wars don't have an end, right? The war right. on terror, right? There's no end to that. The war right. on, um, on the war on women, right? right. We're not going to run out of women. There's no end game, right? right. <laughs> Just kill them all. Uh, um, so, <laughs> but anything there's a huge economy built right. on, you, there's no end. Right. There's an economy built on wars and, you know, massive defense spending. There's an economy built mm. on our, our health care system that is an absolute wreck. Right. You know, but people are making money. So where does the conscious capitalism come in? That's my whole thing. I think the, the elite are unaffected because even if something happens to their brand, um, their br with that kind of money, their brand and their bottom, matter. their bottom line are completely separated. Yeah. Right. Like, for example, you're talking about Instagram, or whatever. You had like 19,000 followers just chilling. Right. Um, I had a, a, a Facebook handle 
the option podcast and my viewership was up to like 24,000, which is like ridiculous. And then boom, out of nowhere, jackhammer, right? So a lot of people out there, they think it's just, uh, get over. It's just, you know, get another social media handle. But some, some people, it was a way of doing their business. And if their business isn't big enough where, um, where they're elite, where like if something happens at their business, uh, like, uh, for example, sorry, let me just start over. Brand, bottom line. Brand is how you build your reputation, how you build what you want to sell, this and that is what people look at. Bottom line is the money you make, the monetary, the the, the shoes on your feet, your, the carpet on, you know, the house mm-hmm. over your head, the cars. Mm-hmm. So if your brand and your bottom line are connected, so if someone f- affects your business and now you can't make money and now, you, you know, little, little Jimmy can't go to college or, or, or this or that, um, those are the people who stand to lose and those are the people who want to speak up but can't. Right. Because their brand and their bottom line are affected, are affected, and when I mentioned before the elite class, they're separated. You know, I don't know. I'll give, me, I'll give you an example, like Woody Harrelson, right? I love him. He said some stuff on Saturday Night Live that I actually agreed with. Uh, um, that people on YouTube not, not agree with. Again, take it or leave it. Um, he was sent to his room, you know, and then no one's asking him to do films and this and that, and that's messed up. But he's okay. Yeah, the guy lives in Hawaii next to Willie Nelson. They smoke weed every day. He's he's fine. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying. So he he's someone that can wait out that storm. Yeah, and, you, and here's you, the you thing. You know what I'm saying. And I'm not saying that oppositional to him right. because no, I don't begrudge I, I anybody their success. Freaking love me some Woody. Dude. Yeah, I I don't mm-hmm. begrudge anyone their success. That's why I mentioned and, him, right? And anyone that has traveled this road and and built a career, and I I in fact applaud people who can who have gotten to the point. That can say what they want. Now, I don't want anyone with bad intention, but people have different opinions. They can say what they want. And it, honestly, you're in a great position when you can do that. Right. And you're a good person, right? Yeah. Which I'm still hanging on to. Most of us are out here trying to be true to who we are and be good people and live in community and help each other out. I do think there's a class that is completely unrelated to us. And you and I are sitting in pretty good positions in life, right? Yeah. Like we're living in a good community. We have roofs over our heads. We have food on the table. But there's a whole nother class, and that's the people I'm talking about. The disappearing class. Do not care, though. The ones that, they have more money than they possibly know what to do with. Right. And they still want more, and they don't care what's going on below. They're keeping people sick. Wow. Yep. What are we talking about? Normal people cannot... Yeah. Eric Anderson said it's the 1% holding on to all the power and paying elected officials to change the rules for them. Eric Anderson, yeah. a, a former USA coach and an absolute coaching savage out of, out of, out of Texas, I think he's at right now. Awesome. But I met him. He was an amazing human being and awesome. and wrote a book called What to Do When You're Stopped by the Police and Knowing Your Rights and like Fourth and Fifth oh. Amendment. He wrote a book. I forgot what it's called. I think it's called The Conversation. Oh, sweet. Something black fathers have to have with their kids. It's yeah. called the conversation. But Eric, love you, and I'm glad I could plug you. But we want to, and I, I don't want to steer us off the cliff. I want to stay on focus. But no, I saw I your post. It. I love it when uh, people um, participate. That's awesome. Um, so you were talking about yeah, but he's right. It's it's yeah. it's the the very protected power. People want to congressmen want to keep their power. Mm-hmm. That is K Street's just funding that, and the rest of us, the voters, are. We're out of that picture. Right. I mean, it feel you feel so disconnected from what's going on in Washington, let alone Sacramento. The forty percent of Californians are thinking about leaving. We talked about that on Undivided, oh, we're, right? <laughs> I mean, this state. You look at our coastline, and and then you look at what's going on here. And you go, how these thing, these two things don't make sense. 
This should be the greatest state in America, right. given what we have naturally. And it's not. You know, there was, there was an exec from BlackRock, a recruiter, that was filmed talking about how easy it was to buy politicians. It's gross. And he said they actually, I remember there was a really funny line like, um, he said, we, excuse me, he, we bought a senator for like uh, as, as little as $10,000. And and I saw it on the Jimmy Dore show and, and and the guy who was with him, Kurt Metzger, was like, $10,000? He says we could do a GoFundMe and buy us a senator, and have, right, have the people do a GoFundMe and buy our own senator, yeah. and 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 and, I, and that's and but that's the point I was trying right. trying to make is that's the way out, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, again, for everyone listening, this podcast isn't about um, giving everybody solutions and telling you how, how you're supposed no. to behave. Wendy and my um, and our function is to. We, we come in with our own opinion, our own take, and we actually shape the question for you. And you, the audience, give us feedback, come up with some ideas, and that makes the world a better place. We can, Completely. Eric Anderson, I'm sure Sean Diggs listening to this too, we can all, um, we can all answer these questions together. Yeah, so it's, it, is, it is our function to shape the question, the, the, uh, the way that, that can be productive. Yeah. So well, it's, I, I it's called uh, The Blue Book. Oh, the talk. Cool. That's that's the name of the book, guys. All it's right, called cool. the Blue Book. The talk. Eric Anderson rocks. Awesome. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the, the first time we, I think, the, or maybe the second time we did an undivided recording, I, I texted you guys and was like, "That's what I like my dinner parties to feel like. Mm-hmm. That those conversations that friends have around a table mm-hmm. that seem to be disappearing because people get." Are, like we're teaching the public. Because you're triggered. Everyone is, everyone's triggered. Everyone's waiting to be offended. We're teaching the next generation to wait to be offended. Wait, something's going to come and it's going to trigger you and what you can't handle it. Just get offended. Have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Politics are really just somebody's upbringing. And then if you can make friends of, as you get older, you make friends from different places and you learn different things. But if we can't talk to each other, and share those stories about where we came from and why we think what we think, we're not getting anywhere. Well, it starts with, oh my God, I hate to sound so obvious about it, but I have to, I, I, I guess it bears repeating. Um, getting big money out of politics, yeah. making, making ways to run for president, not as tediously financially, whatever, right? Like RFK, a guy who I've been, I've been looking at, um, he, he'll, he'll take yeah. big money he's gonna he's gonna have to take big money you from someone to. but you can't but the cool thing it. about him is he's never not been candid and open about how he feels about something right. um and he's my candidate because like people don't like flip-floppers i love flip-floppers i love someone you could sit down and be like you make them see it a different way it's like you know what i changed my mind well, I see and it if they're way. honest about their flip yes <laughs> like, yes a lot of times they just bury what they used to think uh, right uh, and then we, they come gonna, out are we gonna do that like are we that? gonna talk about dr hotez <laughs> <Yeah>. right <laughs> All right, so for those of you that are not in the political world, Dr. Peter Hotez was on Joe Rogan's podcast, right? And was talking about everyone getting vaccinated and this and that. He was on a previous podcast talking about how everyone should die. And Joe's like, do you die? And he's like, no. He's like, what do you eat? I had donuts today. You had donuts today? And you're telling everybody that? And it was just this quick, like he was trying to move on and Joe wouldn't allow it because Joe was trying to, I felt like Joe was trying to help him because Joe's a generally healthy person, right? Yeah. But then he had RFK on the podcast. And for three hours, RFK might might have mentioned some things that were controversial that are disagreeable. And Dr. Vinay Prasad, who was a 
um, one of the only internet scientists that I actually respect, had a rebuttal on where he thought RFK was incorrect. And that, that of course, made all the headlines. But what didn't make the headlines is he had a, a response saying, hey, look, what you said about this, here's the site where I got that. What you said about this, he did this long Twitter thing. And it's like, I'd love... You. I'd love to come on the po- on your po- on your show and talk about it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Of course not. You no know, dice. I'm not saying he's a coward, uh, um, but I'm saying that scientists are not used to being debaters, and they feel like if they enter his realm of debate, that he can be wrong, but but win the debate and win the audience. And 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 I'm gonna let you uh, let you talk in a minute, but no, I have two problems with that. Yeah. All right. One. Just because. You're afraid that a guy's prepared to defend himself doesn't mean you shouldn't debate debate him. So just it's like just so I understand this, you don't want to debate him because he has the skill to actually defend himself, and you don't. You're a doctor. You're a scientist. You know you're telling people you're offering suggestions uh, that are going to navigate the way we live our lives via mandate or or in, in or out of court forever for the rest of our lives certainly, right? Yeah. And you and you don't want to have a conversation? Science has always been debate. Yes. Medical debate before COVID was a thing. Yes. Well, it's called reading. We're doing yeah. your own research back in the day. It was well, called reading. And now when you look at the peer-reviewed process, there's, I mean, there's holes in that thing all day yeah. long now. Where that used to be the trusted way of being like, no, this is coming from a, a science journal, a, 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 medi- a peer-reviewed scientific process. Right. And now those are all funded. Right. And tweaked and turned and right. I don't, who, what do we trust anymore? Now, for everybody listening, we are not having this discussion as medical professionals. We're talking no. about public policy and we're talking about legal, 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 legal um, yeah. uh, application. And this is a situation where Wendy and I are both qualified. She's the daughter of a senator. I'm, 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 I'm a lifelong inter- assemblyman, secretary. Oh, assemblyman and assemblyman secretary. Assemblyman, secretary of state. Oh, he ran for senator. Okay. Ran for, right. he ran against Boxer. So, and so th- this is our wheelhouse more than the scientists because yeah. we're talking about something that goes beyond the science. Well, and, Americans and the, have always been able to talk about politics. Mm-hmm. And the peer review only, it just so people understand what peer review is. Peer review is when a whole bunch of doctors take like a finding or a study or some or data produced. They tear it apart, they debate, and they come to a conclusion whether they agree or disagree, right? Now, you can peer review a study and agree that the study is correct uh, um, in its data. But if the data itself uh, started from a poisonous tree, if it's futzed with, right? That's a, that's a conspiracy which I'll put on the shelf. Yeah. But if the study itself, uh, if the peer, if the people peer reviewing don't advise the people that this study is a correlation study, like correlation is not causation, right? Mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. Like if um, I showed you a stat that said more people were um, transmitting COVID who were vaccinated than unvaccinated, right? You can't make the conclusion that vac- vaccinated people are transmitting it more. That's that's right. that's correlation, which is not causation. Oh, yeah. And it's the same thing with... Ho- and on the other end of that argument, it's the same thing with hospitalization. Because right. um, that was, was thrown in our face. That was the, the, right. the, um, the last goalpost that had to be moved. There were three of them, three goalposts, right? But the last goalpost was we're trying to keep people out of the hospitals, get vaccinated. And they showed a stat saying this percentage of people are unvaccinated people were were higher 
that were getting hospitalized or whatever. Right. But the reason, but that's that's not an actual study. That's data and that's correlation. And correlation is not causation. Right. So on both ends of the argument, right? Yeah. So if someone wants to have an argument, you have, you have to accept both those studies or not. And the reason is sample size. Like, right. like the first study I showed you, the sample size, uh, um, there are more vaccinated people, so there's, there might be more of a chance, right? And the other study, the, the smaller the population, the higher the percentage. Right. Because there was only a handful of people that are unvaccinated. Mm-hmm. So the percentage of those people are going to be higher percentage. Right. Not, not, not quantity, but well, like percentage. Well, that's one of the first things you look at if you ever look at If a, you ever took a, a college study. course. <laughs> yeah, you're looking at how, what, you know, what's the sample size. Right. Like, that's... But that's not science. That's, that's, that's quantitative reasoning. Right. Is, is quantitative reasoning considered science? That's, I consider that math. Stats. I, I mean, yeah, intro, <clears throat> intro to statistics, yeah. right? Those are, yeah. and but this is why, as a general rule, they say correlation is not causation. They, what I disagree with is they say it should be completely ignored, and I don't think it should be completely ignored. I think it should hit an alarm bell and say, hey, okay, inter- this is interesting. Well, I want to know more. It, right. Right. And and as American people, we should be allowed to ask these questions. And the, the the bigger thing that I'm concerned about is what has gotten at the root of we don't trust our leaders anymore. That's a real problem. But they also don't deserve to be trusted. Yeah, like, well, they, they, they... All of the, you yeah. know, you can change your opinions over time when you find out new things. Right. That didn't happen. And I don't want to keep this all on the COVID thing, but COVID really knocked our trust in leadership and looking to who who's going to tell me the truth who's really here to keep me safe or like we use that word so much but what's really safe anymore like and that's why but that's why i said it has nothing everyone's kept saying trust the science follow science this this had nothing to do with the science Mm -mm. because even scientists can be bought even scientists can uh uh, feel they have to go where their their ideology and their personal politics leads them. We were talking about right. we were talking about Dr. Peter Hotez, right? Yeah. And this is the guy. This is this is supposed to be the guy, right? And, and we were talking about RFK, and that's probably why or whatever. But he refused to debate him, right? Right. Uh, um, and had all kinds of excuses why. Oh, I don't want to give him a platform. It's like no, you're not giving him a platform. He's on the Joe Rogan show. That's the most. That's the biggest podcast in the world. Yeah. He already has a platform. He's running for president. Right. So you're not giving him a platform. Right. Oh, oh, oh. This will turn into the Jerry Springer show. I'm like, no, it won't. No. Joe Rogan has had people, has had debates on his podcast, and at no time did it. It was civil. Joe right. Rogan had a, a a cannabis argument. And Joe was a, as, as, a, as, a, as a marijuana guy mm-hmm. and sat there and moderated fairly and even changed his mind uh, on some things on cannabis. So it's not like, yes. There's oh, 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 there's a, uh, and this is your favorite one. Oh, false balance, false balance. Why are you going to give this one person who stands alone uh, the same time uh, uh, that the other 90%? And your answer was, what 90%, right? If they're being censored. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. I so those are that. the three reasons, right? But, but. Listen, people, for everyone listening, the reason why I'm saying this is because there's data out there and you pay attention to it and you and you try and you try to trust your physician, but your physician gets gets things from the CDC and gets it from the WHO, which, by the way, YouTube itself 
follows the guidelines of, which is why this is on YouTube and we're, we're able to do this because everything I'm saying follows those guidelines. Um, you know, I actually won an argument with them. It was it was the first time in the history of YouTube that YouTube actually apologized to someone. They, um, they accused me of not following the guidelines and I actually cited my sources saying I did. And, and I'm, I'm, YouTube, at the end of the day, they're people that are just trying to work together with everybody. They're just trying to make this an environment where everyone can share stuff. It's not like, you, I'm, everyone's trying to make it this evil entity, but they have people that, they have people that have oh, jobs yeah. that, you know, no, the they, they got just, a job to do too. They go to work there every yeah. day are just hard, good working Americans, yep. from what I can tell. Yep. There's something I've though coming. I've spoken to them, from, a lot exact, of them, yeah. They're the people that helped you get your account back. Yes. Okay? Yeah. Like, common sense, critical thinking, I show up at work every day, let me see if I can help you because you seem to be a nice guy. Right. You didn't deserve to be taken down. Mm -hmm. But there's something coming from the top, though, and that's who's talking. Like, that's where that federal government talking to the the top of the top at right. Meta, or as the Twitter files have showed us, like, that's what we're talking about. It's not the people working at the companies. They're just showing up for work and doing yeah. their job. Now, you might, if you, as you work there and you start to realize what's going on, you mm -hmm. might want to leave. Right. I mean, but not everybody can do that. But I'm glad they at least changed their policy on election fraud like you couldn't say the election was rigged and they changed that policy they're like you can say whatever you want people just don't agree with it right right um i like that they changed their policy like you can talk about covid but make sure please make sure that anything that you introduce as a uh, supposed fact or fact mm -hmm. um that it follows the guidelines of the who and the cdc um and and a lot of people They'll put, they might have someone on their podcast, but they make sure they cover their bases and saying, hey, look, this is his opinion. And it's my position yeah. to say that I follow the, these guidelines and, and these, these opinions are not my own. Right. And, and when, when people start having opinions and when people are, are warned ahead of time, because I, I guess their concern is, oh, people are going to go off and follow this guy and hurt themselves or whatever, which, is, which to me is galactically stupid because that's like saying we as American people are so stupid. Well, that we can't look, yeah. we got plenty of stupid here, but they're 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 th they're saying the quantity of, of Americans are so stupid or percentage or, well, are so stupid that we we that we, we can't that we trust ourselves follow blindly. But what are we teaching the next generation to do to follow blindly to right. create mass formation? So, so exactly. To, yeah. It's it's the absolute opposite of to what create a gang, a gang mentality. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But you're um, unsafe. Let me take care of you. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, and I guess the overall point I was trying to make, uh, I got a video I'm going to put up, which kind of says it all. What does having a medical degree have to do with somebody being influenced by money? Right. Like Dr. Fauci, who, who, who had this whole thing right now, has if he has investments in Pfizer yeah. and he's going to get royal, he's retired, but he's afforded royalties up to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year for the rest of his life and his family. As long as the, the as long as the product is still up. I mean, conflict of which, interest. Which who knows? Booster after booster. Right. If, as long if if this becomes a yearly thing, he he and his family, and his and his family after that are set for life. So, um, they are not allowed. They're not um, obligated to indulge their investments under the their the policy because he went to a hearing and they strapped his behind in a chair under mm -hmm. oath and and they're like are you getting money from whatever and he's like under the i'm not required to enter the under the whatever and this and that and and, and they're like I, I think it was Rand Paul. He said, so that's a yes yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know uh, um yeah so but um 
Yeah, yeah, I don't know why they're not required to disclose that because as, as members of Congress, as members right. of, of the state house, you are required to disclose all of that. Well, they're not. Why? Under under whatever. Well, I think because the people that pass the laws are, are, are also influenced by money. For sure. And they're supposedly filling out. I've seen those forms. They right. fill out these forms, but you know they're all making money their husbands investing or their wives invest like they're all making money on stuff Don't, they know is going to happen i mean you you're, you're look you're trying to assume nobility in politics and at the same time you're, you're citing mistrust so you, you we gotta we gotta come to a, a coming to jesus moment here right like even right now stock, stock trader bans are, are, are is not passed it's introduced in legislation hmm. meaning that you cannot be married to someone who works on Wall Street that has insider trading or or, or general trading or because no because you're a legislator mm -hmm. and what you can do you can what to make money you can introduce bills yeah, right no, that's not to okay. introduce bills right and then the stock market sees this person's introducing right. a bill and they're married to someone or whatever so they start selling higher buying low on that and if the bill never passes whoever knew the bill was going to fall on its face or whoever knew the bill was actually going to pass. Yeah. Is ahead of the game and, and, and has made a pile of money. Right. So you so can't again, like yeah like Dan Cren fine. Republican Dan Cren Dan Crenshaw, he's like I don't see a problem with it. Uh, a, a Democrat uh, Nancy Pelosi said I don't see a problem right. with that. And they're both and they're, the one, there's there's a Democrat. Right. No. There's a it's Republican on both sides. and they're both wrong. And they're both wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So I, we agree on that. <laughs> so back to the science thing. Yeah. What does having a medical degree have to do with somebody? Because everyone's like, oh, scientists don't make a lot of money. They're, you're, mm -hmm. you're, you put them out, you're putting them out there when they're not making a lot of money. I'm like, the reason why they're, they're, up, they're out there is because they're not making a lot of money and they're looking for an opportunity. Arnold Guy, Dr. Hotez, I'll tell you what. For everybody listening, I could talk another five minutes, but this speaks for itself. My man, Matt Orfula, made this five-minute five video, and I'll get permission later, but there's a live version, so DJ, spin that. Let's see. A lot of shirt come. All right. So let's do um our countdown first. You know, one of the things that we're not hearing a lot about is the unique potential safety problem of coronavirus vaccines. And then something changed. Any vaccine released by emergency use authorization by the FDA is an outstanding uh, vaccine. J&J's vaccine has a risk of life-threatening blood clots. When you hear the beep, that's the sound of safety. So don't overthink it. Uh, they're they're both really. I mean, good should we keep going? They're all really good vaccines. Get vaccinated now. You gotta call now. If you wait, uh, it's gonna be really too late to protect your child. If this was your child, what happens next could make it the worst day of your life. <laughs> so even though COVID poses zero threat to healthy children, vaccinate your children. Do the right thing. Be safe and not sorry. I'm strongly recommending for adolescents to get their two doses of vaccine and fully immunized after those two doses. Advanced technology that can help save lives. This is going to be a long-lasting vaccine. A long-lasting vaccine. A few moments later. We're seeing that two doses is not holding up well for emergency room visits. It's not holding up well for hospitalizations. Here we go. Everyone's going to need a booster. You need that third immunization. Triple the amount. Get that third immunization. The two mRNA vaccines were always a three-dose vaccine. The two mRNA vaccines were <laughs> There's no way this stays on the podcast. I've always said this is a three-dose vaccine. I've always said this is a three-dose vaccine. This is a three-dose vaccine. But I'm not done yet. That third immunization. 
The problem is it's not holding up. So we may have to look at sort of innovative solutions. Oh, God, not this again. A fourth immunization. Oh, boy. Just, just to keep them keep <laughs> Look, you saw Don Lemon's face. Going. We have to get some out of the box things. A fourth immunization. He goes, oh, fourth boy. Fourth immunization. Get that second boost. A second boost to keep the country uh, going. I've made that recommendation. A fourth immunization. But I'm still not done. One semester later. Unfortunately, the numbers are starting to trend up again. So the hospitalizations are up. And so the most important message that I have this morning is get your new bivalent booster. Uh, Willie and Lise were saying they got their booster and I was like, oh, I need to get mine. And then I found out they, they're talking about the third shot. Mm -hmm. And is that the bivalent or is it the fourth booster or does it matter? Like, uh, Don't worry so much about the number of... There's no wrong way to use it. You have to get it. No! <laughs> or triple stack the new bivalent one is, is doing a much better job. You, you have, have to get, get a booster. booster. Yeah. You need to get this new bivalent booster. That bivalent booster for COVID. But does everyone ages 12 and older need a booster? The answer is yes. Oh yes. And by the way, if you're over 50 and have gotten two boosters and more than four, two, or th two to four months out, you're going need a third booster as well a fifth immunization five i don't think we're gonna need an annual booster like flu <laughs> he said five dr hotel supports <laughs> yearly boosters just like flu but i'm still not done it looks as though the boosters are not holding up quite as well as we'd like um and 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 i think our think thinking is going to change and that what's going to happen is every you know, a few months, we may need another booster. Uh, uh, uh. Perfect results each and every time. You know, we just could not overcome that massive disinformation no, campaign. These fake concepts of herd immunity and discrediting masks. Well, Dr. Hotez, you are a national treasure. It is picking oh, he's a national treasure. Never seen. Dr. Peter Hotez, that was extremely <laughs> informative. Disinformation that you're hearing, that kids are fine. It's nonsense. Kids need to get that vaccination. You healthcare workers have been our saviors. Watch out for that misinformation. Dr. Peter Hotez <laughs> is probably one of the smartest people on this topic. And if He's you haven't gotten your treasure. five and ups vaccinated yet, now's the time to do that. Dr. Peter Hotez, thank you for saving the world. They oh also support giving that third immunization for the 12 to 17 year olds. People have to feel safe. Dr. Hotez, you are a voice of reason. Take down the fake information. <laughs> Look at your face. hope is to vaccinate our way it's through painful. this. Make certain that everybody's vaccinated, including their kids. That's the single yeah. most important thing right now. The American people uh. have to do. Dr. Peter Hotez, you're the person that we like to go to. Uh, oh my for God. The sort of I didn't mean to go do, do the whole thing, but it's entertaining. It reads like a novel. Monkeypox is a global emergency. Oh no. And it's accelerating uh, among a specific social network of, of men who have sex with men, not because it's sexually transmitted. Monkeypox is sexually transmitted. Almost exclusively. That's CDC. We let you go, we have to stop. For YouTube a purposes, we have to a lot of MSNBC make sure we tell the truth here. Constantly for the last three years or so and have come to trust you. I don't know if they fully appreciate what you have done. So we might not put that in the edit yeah. but, um, of the podcast. But if we do, I want to let everybody know for um, YouTube purposes, the vaccines are safe and effective. And they do prevent severe um, severity from infection. Not severe disease. In, in, in the words, I want to get the wording right. Severity from infection and um, hospitalization and even death. So safe and effective, people. You know, make sure make sure we know that and make sure the the opinions here are, are shared of everybody. But we got to get the facts straight mm -hmm. in accordance to the CDC mm -hmm. and the WHO. So, but um, 
in case we in case we don't have that in the edit i wanted to just read this this is a uh, peter hotez in 2020 we don't do EUAs, emergency youth authorizations for vaccines. It's a lesser review. It's a lower quality review. And when you're talking about vaccinating a large chunk of the American population, that's not acceptable. That's then 2020, which, what? by no. the way, gentlemen, that's COVID misinformation. Okay, because that's not true. Uh, um, but what that's month him. Did he say that? That's him in. Uh, um, be like a- April or May. No, 2020. Oh, wow. Yeah, so after. Well, it was. it's not about the month as, it's, as much as it's about the year. Um, he, 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 he leans heavily left. You like to think scientists are neutral, but he leans left, and Trump was president back then. And if you remember when Trump, Donald Trump had this thing called Operation Warp Speed, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so everyone on the left was like, I'm not getting that right, vaccine. If it's, be- if it's him, I'm not getting the vaccine. Kamala Harris said, I'm not getting that. Joe uh, Biden said, I don't know. Oh, well, we'll see. Because everyone was saying, we'll see when he was mm-hmm. the president, you know? And then, and then we flipped. when there was a changing of the guard. Right. Um, our, then our opinions change. See that that's, opinion, his that opinions change. His medical opinion change. He didn't. That's. Let me ask you just a personal question. Everybody listening, does that is that sound like someone who who uh, examined the science more and changed his mind? No, no, no he flip flopped. Right. His spine is flexible and it bends it bends a whole bunch of ways. And this and let's just call it what it is. He won't debate RFK, and he sure he said he'll debate Joe Rogan. So you, you'll, you'll, you'll go against the pothead comedian, right? Um, but you won't go against RFK. And, you know, and, and the problem is twofold. One, he knows that, that this video is out there. Mm-hmm. And we're going to ask him. And he's, yeah. he's got to be held into account and for what changes And RFK knows mind. his stuff. Yes. Oh, the second thing is Joe Rogan house him too. Oh, for sure. No, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> so I don't, I don't see if I don't see if there's I don't see how there's a win for any of that. But here's the point I was trying to make about this pandemic. And it's something uh, um, I, I, at this point it's not going to get me in trouble. I, I'm, I'm all right. I'm good. I mean, we got the show. We got undivided. <laughs> um, but the thing I was trying to point out was they weaponized doctors, good doctors. I'm not Hotez, but good doctors. Mm-hmm. Your family physician, your yeah. people trying to do real work at the CDC, people at the FDA who were, you know, um, I mean, the two heads of the FDA quit. Yeah. Because of the the policy they were trying to push on vaccinating children. Mm-hmm. He quit. Yeah. So um, let's just, I, I don't know, for this episode, let's just hope the facts uh, um, make me survive this. But if it doesn't, I'm glad I'm, I'm on this thing long enough to say, you know, where we're, we're we're here to shape the question. Yeah. You know, I have my own opinion. Wendy has her own opinion. But but for you to to never be put in a position where you can't ask the question, then we're out of business because right. our, our function yeah. is for us to, to have and, our own opinions and, and shape the question. Allowed, we can answer those questions together. Yeah. Who is allowed to ask the question? <laughs> yep. As Americans, we should all be allowed to ask the question. I mean, in this country. Yeah. In the United Ab- States of America. do it on whatever platform you have access to mm-hmm. and if somebody but that needs to be needs equal access on so many fronts we don't have that right and that's so, not just a conservative liberal thing i mean nobody's starting lines the same so enter the show undivided mm-hmm. it's a show on um, binge tv 
right? Yeah, binge networks. Binge networks, and um, we're working out some contracts. We're trying, we're trying to spread yeah. the love on gonna, that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so it's me, it's Wendy Jones, and in this crazy surprise, I'm Ashley Clark, who was with the production team. Where you, you know, I thought it was just going to be you and me, and and maybe like a moderator, and we can, you know, answer some of these questions and yeah, this and I that. Yeah, I kind of dropped that one on you, but you, you yeah, you, but it changed our whole format. Like ours yeah. is more of like a periodical format because it was just the two of us. Yeah. But when you got three people in the room, then it, I, like I don't it. know. It's colorful. I like it. And I like the different generations. Ashley's a little younger than both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got a ton of great opinions and she's a passionate person. And she she's somebody that I've seen be highly underutilized. And I, I love to see good people grow. And she's, I called her that morning and said, I've got a gut feeling you're supposed to be on this show. And she, in 45 minutes, pretty much polished it up and picked a topic and got on there. It had to have felt, but the format had to have felt so unorganic for her. You know, hi, I'm Ashley, whatever. And she's like this. In her mind, she's like, this is silly. I got it. We got to loosen up a little bit. And it was something you and I were better equipped for at at that time because we were But look how fast she's come along. Yeah. I got to give it to her, man. Yeah. I mean, she's so she's so good for America, dude. Yeah. She, she's I got good a for song kids. for her, too. Right. We got a yeah. song. I got songs for everybody. Yeah, she's and hers is la, 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 la. <laughs> I'm going to start a fight. <laughs> That's hers. She's a great coach. Yeah, she is a good coach. And, and a great um, person. Yeah, but undivided. Um, I didn't want to share the episodes with my peers because the production was so lumpy that some of my people, I didn't, I don't, in my mind, I don't get a second chance to make that first impression. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Um, but the material was was raw and it was unpolluted. It was pure. Yeah. Um, the segment I did called "They're Fine." Yeah. That meant something. For sure, and you wrote a great blog on that. Yeah. And I will also say that as we grow into these things, that I think they're getting better and better. And you do have to, st- we're starting from a very organic position, which I think is a good thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're, we're leveling up. Yeah, we are. Everything, every yeah. episode is a better version of itself. And yeah. um, you think about every big television show, every big podcast, how it looked in the beginning. Like For Joe sure. Rogan had like a flashlight thing or something like some weird flashlight and it was just beaming up and you and they look like a bunch of ghosts or whatever. It looks yeah. so silly. And, I mean, I tell my kids yeah. all the time, like my younger kids think that everybody that, you know, their, their older siblings were always good no. at school or volleyball or whatever it is. And like you're never you have to start somewhere. You have to stick your neck out there and you have to be willing to be not sloppy, but. You have to be willing to take a chance and not be afraid to mess something up and then let it evolve from there. And mm. I feel like that's, I mean, Lord knows there's a lot. There's a lot on my plate. Yeah. And I get up every day and go, I'm going to do the next right thing and figure this thing out. And it's coming along. But I did want to say that we were talking about like the weaponizing people in politics yeah. and this and that. And the reason why you couldn't have a, a discussion was because of that weaponization. Yeah. You, you don't care about doctors. You're not respecting the science. When, when to me, the science, it was a head fake. Just like I said, the head fake wasn't against uh, censoring Republicans. The head fake was censoring people who are left to the left who are, who, are, who are combining with centrist right on ideas that they can agree on. Right. Se- Which used to be Second how- Amendment, we can handle that later. But we have something bigger at stake. Free speech yeah. and, 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 you know 
being on the 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 what the forefront of possible messing with Russia, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a proxy war against Russia, and we're using the Ukraines as as cannon fodder. But um, but that was what I. But, but talking about sorry, talking about what I was talking about before, couldn't have a discussion on Facebook with people because they kept making it about. The scientific studies say this, and I'm like, I'm not talking. I'm not talking about the science, guys. I'm talking about the legal. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm talking about possible fraud. I'm talking about science and how it applies to public policy. Right? Finland, Finland has doctors. Sweden right. has doctors. Cuba has doctors, just like us. Yeah. We're not even in medicine and science. We're not even ranked top ten in the world. <laughs> and and are you trying to say they're not uh, following the science? No. There, they had a public policy that was different. Yeah, and that's that was the argument I was trying to make. It's, it was it was never about following the science to me. It was about public well, policy and trusting uh, the scientists to to do the right thing. But as things became apparent through science, uh-huh. those things were not. We didn't adjust. No. Why? Why didn't? Why wasn't there an adjustment? In through COVID policy, why the, did we the UK have to did. stick? Yeah, the UK in did. one place mm-hmm. and just beat this fear-based mentality into people. When yes, in March of 2020, everyone was cool with staying home and right. taking one for the team, and let's band together and beat this thing. Right. But as we found out more, and we were still being told to stay scared and stay home, that's where the trust was lost with me. Right. Right? Do you know in California there's still people driving in their car alone with masks? With mask I saw on. one yesterday. My my 16 year old. That's his favorite thing to watch for. Yeah. <laughs> we get a good laugh. I'm sorry. Your 16 year old's like, like ah. There he goes. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I mean it's it's wild. I don't laugh at those people. I actually laugh at juniors players who who uh, walk around arrogantly. I uh, when they when they walk around when they start kind of strut around and they lose and they start crying. I, I I'm a sadist. I'm like, look at that. Where's that girl? Oh, ah! <laughs> wait, wait, oh, there goes another one right there. Uh, I, I'm like one of those guys. Like, if you're gonna sit there and act like your guy gets to volleyball and you lose, I hope you. When you lose, I hope you cry your little eyes out. And that's, but that's just the guilty pleasure in me. But the mask isn't even about. The mask is a different kind of satire. Well, it it's goes, irony. It goes, it's it a mixture back. of irony, ridicule, and and with a twist of parody. And a little elitism to go back yeah. to Long Beach State. But yes, but the point I was trying to make that not even wearing it properly, mm. right? Like you can make an argument for a mask for an yeah. N95, right? Right. You wear it properly. When I see some people, and I'm going to categorize Asians again, I see an Asian wearing an N95, nose, mouth, boom. This person's just trying to protect themselves, so mm-hmm. I'm not judging them. No. They're a gangster. They, they, they right. whatever they did, they studied something that they believe in, but what, right? Yeah, that goes no, but like, uh, uh yeah, I'm talking no, about one. like one of the people yeah. that wear like a the thing one. over the, yes. but over their nose, it's there's no air on the side, yeah, you know, and this and that, and they're doing it for what maybe reasons even beyond COVID. That might be a flu, right? That might be I have something that you and, know, do do aerosol, right. whatever. But when you see someone with like one of those, like. Rob a bank, rob a bank, piece of cloth thing. Give me all your money. Give me your wallet and, and your watch. And <laughs> that's what's that's. But that's the point you was trying to make. That's what it's done to us. Well, and I don't. It, that's what it's yeah. done to us. It's a virtue signal for mm-hmm. one, which Dog I'm whistle. over those, yeah. com, over the virtue signaling. Mm-hmm. 
And two, what it's done psychologically to kids. I'm telling you, if you would have given me a mask to cover my face at 13, 14, 15, I would have taken it. Like, it's not okay. We have to be okay to show up in the world as who we are. And people do not realize what putting giving kids masks did to them. How many kids... And do nobody else. I got a question for about. everybody listening. And this this is an honest, real question, no matter what side of the argument you're on, because it sounds like me and Wendy are just kind of like circle jerking and agreeing on this. Um, but how many kids out there do you see wearing an N95? Kids. Where kids are required to wear masks at school, right? You yeah. see some kids wearing cloth were, masks. You were. see yeah. some kids like kind of um, you know, tying the surgical ones or whatever and this and that. How many children did you see in school? They're uh, 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 or going whatever to the store. Children. I'm just using children, not old people, not not adults, not someone with a big head like mine. How many people do you do you? How many people out there do you see kids having an N95? I don't think a lot. I can't remember any. <laughs> yeah. That includes a, the. Um, right. No, I, I mean, gonna... and when my kids, you know, I got to the point where because here here's the thing lifelong rule follower okay mm -hmm. that's what's changed for me over yes. the last couple of years lifelong rule follower and i got to the end of that where we were still wearing masks and i would get out to go to the grocery store and i'm like you know what i'm over it we're fine something in me is telling me we're fine okay mm -hmm. my kids were so bothered by my like i'm like look guys we're just gonna walk through here and i'm gonna smile at everybody and everything's gonna be okay right they're afraid of being like my mom is what's she doing like she's she's mm -hmm. so embarrassing she's not following the rules and i'm like right. no you know what it's time we're done but I... they were so dogmatic this had been drilled into them i'm like you guys so true fine you know and i'd go if you want to wear your mask wear your mask i'm not wearing mine no and, and like i said i wasn't trying to judge someone in a car driving by no, themselves i'm just the saying choice. if you're gonna wear the mask wear it that's that's but that's how i judge you or judge them yeah yeah uh, if you're gonna wear it wear it right if you if you're gonna choose Don't to wear, wear it in the it car without yeah you, you, i'm just saying it doesn't yeah. if it makes but if it makes them feel good cool if Right, if, but if if I'm in an environment, let's say I'm in an environment where like they're they're just people where like everyone in the room is wearing a mask, right? Like every single person in the room sure. is wearing. I'll wear one because not because I think it works, not because I disagree with or right. agree with their philosophy, yeah. because it makes them comfortable around me. And it's like every single person is wearing it. I'm not yeah. going to be like no, Mr. I, I Mr. It. Rebel. So it's I one of those it. things where I think I would do it for a short period of time because I just have trouble breathing in it. Yeah, for me to wear it properly. Yeah. I'm having, I can't breathe in it. Um, I just can't. And, and and a lot of people listening, I'm telling you, there's a lot of people out there that share that with mm -hmm. me, you know, but go ahead. Well, I just worry about the, the, the fear-based herd mentality that we were getting to because you don't realize over time what that does to a society. Right. Okay. Like right. when we started being okay and coming out of this thing and science was telling us differently and yet we were being forced to stay scared. If mm -hmm. you kept, if you, if you followed that stuff all day long and they weren't changing their tune, even though no. we knew things were changing, yep, that's, it's like this societal gaslighting that's not okay. It was, it was, ma it was yeah. a mass formation. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of things that identify with, um, uh, prerequisite to total to totalitarianism. Completely. You know, and so. And yet that's the stuff that gets called conspiracy theory. Right. Well, I'm going to say something that'll get me in trouble with YouTube. Okay. Here's my here's how I guided my system. If I saw billionaires wearing masks, we're in deep doo doo. <laughs> we're in, we're we are in deep trouble. If you see ma billionaires wearing masks on private jets, 
then you know it's real. We are in deep, deep trouble. Yeah. <laughs> no, but um, but that's not happening. No. Just like at the, but once again at for the you, Super Bowl but, but once again for YouTube or... purposes, masks worked when they worked, and vaccines are safe and effective and present pre- prevent hospitalizations and and severe disease and death. Good job. Um. So, sixty second question. We got to bang out some of these. Um. Your turn. Ready? Um. Independent media. The one of our fan questions has independent media won the war on COVID. I, uh, I'll go first. Go for it. Because I'm not sure what this actual question is, but I'll answer the best way I know how. Um, all right, here we go. All right, so independent media was allowed to say things. Um, you know, a lot of independent media was censored, but there were some people that were too big to censor, and they they were ridiculed and they were they were called out for it very much, like Joe Rogan, very much like Jimmy Dore, uh, Savvy Sab's podcast. I'm just highlighting them. Uh, Kim Iverson, who was formerly with The Hill, who's still. Well, I actually have a, a the coolest video ever I wanted to play uh, later that um, stayed vigilant, lost viewership, probably lost monetization, lost friends, lost family. But at the end of the day, the, they stayed vigilant. And when mainstream media finally started coming around with like, ah, oh, maybe this didn't come from a bat. Maybe it did come from this. When they said, okay, this doesn't, this no longer transmits or whatever. And this, you know, when, and CDC and WHO, when they started coming around, those people who are still around didn't say, um, I told you so, even though there is a, a level of bitterness. But I remember Rogan saying, we have to be able to forgive because if I was armed with the same information they were, I'd feel just as passionate. That's what I wanted to say about that. Go ahead, Wendy. Well, I think, you know, overall main, uh, mainstream media has helped create independent media because they have towed such a line that has protected that elite class. And that's what came out through COVID. But it's coming out in so many different arenas. And that's how you're getting these mass, um, you know, these audiences for Rogan, for Tucker Carlson, for the other Jimmy Dore, the people that they have a platform, they say things honestly, and they're their integrity is there. And you can't say that about mainstream media anymore. So independent media is there because the integrity more and more is in their hands and not the mainstream. And that's a really big problem in America. Like I just, the lack of leadership and who to believe and what, what are we supposed to think? Like, I just, I don't trust anything anymore. So look at you with five seconds left. Look at that. (laughs) Just banging it out. I promise to actually shut up for a whole minute and let you talk. This, this is why I got the clock, because I got people saying, you got to shut up for a whole minute and let this girl talk. So I'm like, okay, I'll show you. <laughs> Do you appreciate what I was talking about before, about the Republican head fake? Those people l- labeled Jimmy Dore a right winger. Yeah. And he's left to the left to the left. He is same-sex marriage, abortion, anti-war, free speech. He is a classic lefty. Medicare for all, uh, you know what I'm saying, education reform, right. uh, um, black lives, every life matter. You know, yeah. he is a Joe Rogan. They labeled as a right winger right. when he's never voted Republican in his life. And he's the same guy that said if Michelle Obama ran, he'd vote for her, hmm. right? He said, he, he said these people whose vote is not for sale right. are being labeled as right wingers. Yeah. And they and and they're spreading information to people say, and letting you know, me know, and our audience know that your vote is not owed to anybody. Right. Oh, spoiler candidate. No, these people don't owe you their vote. 
Mm-mm. What the hell have you done for them to make you owe them their vote? Yeah. You know, so sorry. They just think they're entitled. You know, there's certain last names in this country mm. that think they're entitled. And yeah. I, the, my, I keep getting hung up on the Kennedy thing because yeah. RFK, I do hold outside. Isn't that it. ironic? It is so ironic because that is American royalty. A big, the Kennedys, uh, the Clintons, the Bushes. And you're talking no, about. No, but as long as all the right. other Kennedys denounce him. Right. Then we're, we're okay, good. Right? Yeah, he's I, an outsider. I, I, and that's, and that's the, the truth of it is like, you know, politics has gotten confused. Like nobody really knows what is right and left anymore you, you know who else was pro free speech and anti-war hmm. the two can the two are the candidates that matter jfk and rfk senior yeah i mean because that, that's yeah, what that those, those are class i call those classic liberals right they're, they're free speech and anti-war yeah so you know because they were silenced during during that era you know yeah. well not just i mean Boy, talk about being silenced the classic way, huh? Just yeah, no kidding. In public, in front of with everybody watching. It's just sick and, you know, uncomfortable. Whatever. We're going to see an uncomfortable movie tomorrow. So <laughs> yeah. let's, just, let's just get warmed up. We'll, yeah. Maybe we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, question number two. In this day and age, is there, should there still be an electoral college? Now, we, we explored that a little bit. Um, and you go first. Well, I think, you know, the way I started it on when we talked about this on Undivided was that I'm always very careful when we're going to change something in American public policy that's that fundamental, that we really are careful about what we're changing. And I do understand the logic because it does feel weird in this day and age when everything is so technologically advanced that we can count every vote and you see when someone wins the popular vote and yet they don't win the electoral. It's a big there's a there's a cognitive dissonance there that doesn't make sense however the way that the population is spread out in this country and you got to that point I, it's it's hard being a californian you know like it doesn't feel, sometimes it doesn't feel like your vote counts in california so i don't want right. to get to that point yeah right i i oh i cannot i don't have a definitive answer on whether we should abolish it or not i'm not there yet right and again, five seconds early. We gotta wait for the horn girl and All right, cool. So my turn. Until they find this uh, a situation where middle America, Texas, all the Midwestern people are properly represented, even though the number of them is fewer than the people who are on, on both coastal areas, right? The only the, the people that are trying to decide their fate, the only time they even see those people is the plane flying over them from New York to LA, from New Jersey to whatever, from Florida to, to wherever, you know, assuming they're not going overseas. So there has to be this level where the majority still wins, but at the same time, the uh, the majority that's close enough is still represented, right? Consider in the last election, right? Donald Trump got 74 million votes. Uh, Joe Biden got 70, 81 million votes. Donald Trump, um, absent of Biden, actually got the most votes in history. And any other election, he would have won, uh, except mm-hmm. this one that got 81 million votes. So so it's one of those, those situations where the majority should win, but we're not talking like this huge skew in percentage, mm. right? No. We're not. We are a very but closely th- divided country. Do you don't. I mean, you don't look at a Mack truck and look at a bus and say, "Okay, I'd rather get hit by the bus right. and not the Mack truck because the bus looks smaller." They're they both qualify as big enough, and, and and people's voices are big enough where the electoral college um has to has to count for something. You know, it has to count for these people who who have their own way of living. You know, like think about gun control, right? Gun control in Chicago shouldn't be the same thing as gun control in Montana. No. 
those people hunt for a living. Those people, you know, I'm there. Maybe the, there's a, a, a slower uh, police response time in an area where you're you're far from yeah. where you might need help. Self protection and your the Second Amendment well, means something to those people. And people are moving all over this country. You said that live, too, yeah. To live with like-minded people, right? Right. I mean, people are they're on the move, right. and as states, you know, states' rights, and and I think you have a question on. We've talked about that a little bit. Is like you know what is decided on a state level, and then what? How do people move to somewhere that where there are more people that think like them? I don't know that that's necessarily a healthy thing. I it's really not. do appreciate. I like healthy debate. I I want to live in a place where people are critically thinking, but they don't have. We don't. No, I don't believe. I don't want everyone to think like me. I want to live in a place where. Wherever you are, you are, wherever you're living, we can say, "Hey, it's a free country." Yeah, that's and don't that's, be, that's uh, anything else. Don't be to an me elitist. Coffee house don't be an elitist and don't be a victim. And right. and I'm cool with that conversation. All right, here's another question. Um, wow, should it be up to the states to determine same-sex marriage? Ooh, mm. I'll go first. Uh, oof, all right, here we go. <laughs> I'm jumping. Um, when the Supreme Court ruled ab about abortion or whatever being illegal, when that was federal, it was up to the states to decide what they wanted to do. And a lot of the Democrats and people on the left thought it was segue, like, oh, you know, same-sex marriage is next, and then interracial marriage is next. And it's this whole, like, fear thing that they, they thought, possibly an imaginary problem and not a real one that was going to come with that. Now, here's, here's what I'm saying. Same-sex marriage should be federal everywhere in the United States. Same-sex weddings... Uh, um, saying a, saying to a church that they have to do that, that's where I kind of draw the line. I think churches, church and state are separate for a reason. I think churches should be allowed to do what they want. And frankly, I'm disappointed and flabbergasted by any by any gay couple that wants to be married in an institution that that is collectively saying that they don't want them, right? I'm not getting into biblical verse because biblical verse is never even mentioned in the Bible. Jesus mentioned it once about the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. And Sodom and Gomorrah was not about homosexuality as a foundation. It was about the law of hospitality of of you not taking advantage of your guests and your guests not taking advantage of you, right? Yeah. And these people that are Bible thumping think you want to believe everything in the Bible. It's just, man, sit, sit your hypocritical ass down, man. Sit your behind down, right? Because the book of Leviticus says you can't wear wool, right? You can't, if you if this shirt I'm wearing, I'm supposed to be put to death, right? You can't eat shellfish, all right? You're at a restaurant, you're eating lobster, you're eating shrimp, you're eating crab, you're a born-again Christian, you're a hypocrite, right? You work on Sunday, the book of Exodus says you'll be put to death if you're working on Sunday. So it's not like, you know, back then, I could sell my daughter. I got a six-year-old. I could sell into slavery. How much you want for her, right? That's legal. That's in the Bible. What are you talking about? Sit your hypocritical behind down with that. But for me, I guess I'm, I'm a bigot. Call me a bigot. I think churches should be able to do whatever they want because that's their institution. But, uh, but marriage... Having a license that allows them to be under the same insurance plan, mm -hmm. uh, having them allow allow them to consummate their 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 matrimony in the way they see fit, being allowed to um, be in charge of healthcare proxies as, as they get older, mm -hmm. inheritance. Oh, you you're not married to that person. You know this whole stupid piece of paper that says you're married right. is stupid to begin with. But are they going to have rules that give them legal benefits of being right. married? Gay people should have those the exact same rights as everybody else. That was two minutes. Sorry.
you're all good. You actually made the distinction yeah. that I was uh, that I was yeah. Thinking. It might take you thirty seconds for this yeah. one. Well, because I do think there's a difference between contracts that are you know governmentally organized and and faith based right. sacramental marriage, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and and I think we live in a time where people, again, we're teaching through this you know gender ideology and and the the discussion there we're teaching people that everybody you need everybody has to accept you or something's wrong be comfortable enough with who you are and be who you are and i don't ever want people feeling shameful or um like they're wrong to be who they are but everybody is not always going to agree with you be comfortable and yes i i do think that on a federal level i'm fine with with um same-sex marriage yeah do whatever you want and if you belong to a church that doesn't want to do that belong to that church and if you're if you don't don't belong to that church and bakeries just give them a cake give them a goddamn cake man (laughs) bake them a cake don't be like i'm a christian i ain't baking you no cake yeah i'm not i'm not into the judgment thing i'm just not into the judgment thing no but i mean shame-based living no judgment but at the same time, be a good person and don't, you can't shame other people because it's no. working both ways. If you paid attention to what went on at Dodger Stadium, like that was a, with the the sisters of the. Oh what happened? You didn't. Dodger Stadium. You. Educate oh, me, educate our look, audience. Now we got to look up um, sisters of, this was in the, um, for, for Pride Month, right? And this oh. is what I'm trying to figure out is when did being inclusive because we have made such gains we've made so many gains i have lots of friends that oh sisters are perpetual indulgence indulgence okay like that is that there that group is there to shame people who who believe a certain thing that follow a certain faith right and it's indulgence is is not a good thing Indulgence and being honored are kind of kissing cousins, though. Indulgence and in what? Indulgence and being honored, right? They're being honored at Dodger Stadium. Yeah, so no, it so was it. a tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> she said, ah, she said a tragedy. <laughs> it's the stuff that they perpetuate. When, when I'm saying be a good person, like do things that make the world better. They're not doing things that make the world better. They're they're making fun of people. They're when you go all the way down the rabbit hole of indulgence, you are not a happy person. You are not making the world better. You are not going to create a community that is right. better. Let's take a look at this. Oh, let's close that. The honor took place more than an hour before the first pitch. Dodger Stadium was relatively empty when the civil rights activists took the field, but those in the seats gave the sisters loud cheers and applause when they were announced. The Dodgers community, hero war, blah, blah, blah. So they painted a different picture uh, of what it was. And um, look, you and me had a discussion um, because I'm from New York, mm-hmm. and I go to the, the gay pride parade every year. Yeah, and and I, I watched coverage of the LA the LA pride parade, and I, I don't know if this is a regional thing, but the difference to me, mm-hmm. and I've been here for seven years mm-hmm. in LA, the difference between the one in New York and the one in LA, the one in New York celebrates your differences, mm. um, and the one in LA highlights your differences. Okay. So highlighting your differences is 
leads to other paths. It can be celebrated, but it also can be this false embracement of unfounded hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Like, I believe this and I'm better than you because I believe right. this. You yeah. know, Where in New York, the word celebrate is pretty specific. Yeah. It's pretty explicit. Mm-hmm. I'm straight, you're gay, let's have fun. Let's, 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 Amen. let's twirl, let's do your thing. You yeah. know, let's shake your bond. Oh, put that away. You took my eye out, you know. You know, but it's all in fun. Right. And I and I don't want to sound like I'm embracing some unfounded hierarchy, but I've I've always found the New York Pride Parade better than mm. the one in L.A. because the jokes and the humor, like no, someone like wearing the- an outfit, you just like oh like that straight guy go oh and the gay people are laughing because they know his straightness can't handle it. It's not bigoted. It's no. these differences where we allow we allow ourselves to laugh together, yeah. laugh at each other together, right. right? You know why? Because Dave Chappelle said empathy is not gay or transgender. Empathy is bisexual. It must work both ways. So once New York kind of got its, its story straight from the, 70s, yeah. from the late 70s to the 80s and surviving all kinds of stuff, um, then the empathy and the tolerance, it went from tolerance to empathy to celebration. And that's the world I'd like to think. Well, and how do we people understand in. each other better, right? I mean, we have to ex- be exposed to certain things, but we don't have to have things crammed down our throats and say that one is better than the other. Nope. Right? I mean, there's not some hopscotch game where, where things used to be legitimately bigoted. Yeah. And we have made, and I don't think that we're showing the progress that has been made. Right. Like we're not highlighting that. And and yes, as there mm-hmm. always as a human race, there's always improvements that can be made. People can always this is my concept. People can always be better. Right. But we can't ignore the progress that's been made. And the other problem I have is that why are we taking sexuality down to the, the age that kids don't need to be talking about this stuff? Right? I don't think kids so should the, be the, talking so about the, sex, so the, period. The parade, the parade that used to be an adult, you know, people weren't bringing their, their five-year-olds out in the way that they're in, in the way that they're encouraging people to do it now. We're, we're talking about stuff to five, seven, nine-year-olds that, that's not part of their world yet. Well, to me... Why are we doing that? Well, to me, it's about... Teach like your just kids take, to be kind. All right, let's take the gay and straight thing out of it for a minute. Yeah. And then re- reapproach this. If I'm at a parade and it looks uh, strip jointy, mm-hmm. I would have a problem with my children being a part of that if it were... Let's say I have a teenage girl and it was and it was all boys and she likes boys, but they're out there and, you know, they're in G-strings and, you know, and flashing junk and all that stuff or, or just doing stuff that's yeah. sexually inappropriate for straight people. I might have a problem with that. So now take that and enter the whole gay thing. Okay. So the bigotry goes away. Being bigoted against gay people goes away because you have a general objection to it if that was if that were a bunch of straight people doing it. Right. So if to me my standard is if it's too, if it's too strip jointy, I'm I'm a hang. I'm, look, look, look. Uh, I'm not like one of those guys that like keep me away from that and keep my Christian wife and my Christian children and none of us are gonna be. Like, no, I'm gonna send my kid home. This look. There's certain parties. I, I, come on, guys, be real. Uh, I'm so glad we're covering this because I get I just get to say this to the camera. Be real. There are certain things you want your kids that don't want your kids to do that you you ain't. That's not a deal breaker for you, right? 
three things I don't want my kid to do, all right? You ready? Yep. My kid ain't joining the Army. I joined the Army. I had a good time. I had the time of my life. I saw the G.I. Joe movies. I always wanted to be, in a, be a soldier, and I'm a Gulf War vet, and I got a lot of hardware back there that says I'm a better shot than Oswald. All right? Um, study theater. The time of my life. That was the only way I was actually going to survive college to do something that I liked or whatever. I'm nobody. My daughter's useless freaking degree and having college loans to you 70 years old to pay for a degree you can't even use to work. No. Coaching volleyball. Hell no. My kid's not going to be no volleyball coach. I don't even want her to be a player. Right now she's a tennis player, right? So there's certain things. There's certain things where you tell your kid, all right, it's time for you to go home. And they're like, are you coming? I'm like, oh, nah, I'm a I'm gonna hang for a little bit. That's that's reality. Let's just be real. So we, the bigotry comes from that person's personal feelings towards that sexuality because he has a bad problem with homosexuals. Oh. Yeah. And then the the other category. No, this is this is the Wendy category. No, this is sexuality. Period. Yeah. Straight or gay. Yeah. This is not right for my kids, and, my kid. I, and, and I ain't gonna try that. Yeah. And maybe for me too. Right. Yeah. So. To not narrow down this argument to some false dichotomy where there's only two ways to go uh, shapes the question that we, the Option Podcast, Jason and Wendy and, and the audience can answer together. Yep. That's real, baby. As long as people will listen and not get offended in the first three words that as come out of As long as this podcast survives, <laughs> not getting cut. Canceled. <laughs> There's that too, for sure. We are a one-stop shop, people. We we got we got everything covered right here, right now. So next question, I gotta actually pick up my kid at two forty at three o'clock. So yeah, we're, that we're sounds there. about right. I told my kids just the, I said Jason's podcast always go a couple hours. So all right, so this one we don't need a whole minute. We could do a combined minute on this one because it's a sensitive topic, and but we got to talk about it anyway. Um, I'll go first on this one. Should Ukraine be allowed to join NATO? And the answer is absolutely not. NATO, uh, the national whatever treaty organization, was specifically designed to combat Russia and protect other people against Russia and gang up on Russia Russia misbehaves. And the more countries that join NATO, the more Russia feels threatened, the more Russia feels threatened, the closer we are to World War Three. So no. That was a darn good argument, Jay. I do not trust this Ukraine thing any farther than I could throw it. Like it is, it is the amount of money we are spending there and the lack of clarity on what we're achieving is that just got my gut. Yeah. It's not good. There's it's a whole, good. dude, there's I don't a whole, trust, yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't trust it. And I don't either. And I, I feel like we're, there's so many stories out there and we're doing, so, we're, we're creating so much fake news to, keep people from paying attention to what's really going on and what's going on between America, Russia and Ukraine is one of the things we should be paying attention yeah. to. And there's all this other stuff that they're like, no, look over here. They got to be a part four for that one because we can talk about money missing. We can talk about mm -hmm. is the foreign aid going there. We can ask, does the does Ukraine have a Nazi problem with the Azov battalion? They have 2,600 soldiers that have S, um, SS symbols on their thing. Right. Yeah. And it's one of those things where Democrats now are, are, are I guess, liberals are just not liberals, but Democrats that, that establishment is making excuses. Oh, those that's not they don't mean to be Nazis. That's like an ancient symbol and this and that. And I'm like, stop it. You're the same people that banned the, the that wanted to ban the Confederate flag. Right. But these guys are literal, neo, literally neo-Nazis. Right. John Stewart pinned a medal on one. I, I, I'll show a picture later. He's wearing a jacket like a little flag over his thing mm -hmm. because he's covering up an actual an SS 
a tattoo he has on his arm. Right? Yeah. So, well, that's, that's but the, here's my problem. They can't, they, they make this argument, oh, it's only a small number of people, but they don't tolerate that argument, that small number of people argument for anything else except that. Right. So, no, we shouldn't be, they shouldn't join NATO and we need to get the hell out of there unless mm. they can, they can have the, the an agreement. Because yeah. this, again, Ukraine is a whole ch- uh, podcast. For yeah, us. We could is. talk about the Minsk agreement, who violated it first, um, Russia's unjust um, invasion yeah. of whatever, um, uh, all, uh, um, the foreign aid, where the foreign aid is actually going. There's so many levels to that that, that 60 seconds wasn't fair, but yeah. we got big, we got American fish to fry here, yeah, okay? Yeah, agreed. You know, um, and, I, and as a veteran in the United States Army, I've earned the right to speak on this. Yes. As my father be before taking, me and as his father before her. We before should be him. taking better care of our veterans, of our mental health problem, and yeah. our homeless problem. Yeah, because we just gave them pensions. Right. No, I mean, it's We, we gave their, their teachers and then we gave them pensions. We don't have yeah. pensions, but they got pensions. Yeah, not okay. That's a fact, YouTube. Um, <laughs> all right. Mm, one more question. Is there one more question? Mm, I don't know. Oh, affirm, affirmative action. Oh, man. Supreme Court ruled on affirmative action. Um, I guess I'll go first on this one. Should I? Yeah. Go for it. All right. Now, when affirmative action was made, it was was designed to give people uh, of color, people who are not not white and equal opportunity to just be in the room and be talked to, right? You get in the room, you talk to them, boom. And then it's the gone into this thing where, like, if he's qualified, you have to you have to hire that person because he's qualified too. And now it's gone to people who are less qualified or whatever and this and that. So the 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 win or lose, it seems like the people that stand to lose on this are Asian Americans, because Asian Americans were, you know, scoring higher on their test than than most people and now Harvard or whatever are trying to get they try they try to use affirmative action against them, that population that was just out competing and just being academically whatever. But I wanna say this about my Asian my Asian brothers and sisters. The besides Mexican Americans are the hardest working people you you in the United States will ever meet in your life, right? Their parents say their best way out uh, to, to make it in this world is to be academic. So don't go out there and hang out with your friends. Stay here. You're mm-hmm. studying, okay? Stay in this room. You're going to study and you're going to you're gonna get, you're going to score higher on your SAT and you're going to get what you deserve. And now when they do all these things and the parents raise their kids at, uh, and promise these kids on a premise that their rewards at the end, you're trying to say they can't get it because, because, they're, because they're doing too well. Yeah. So there's this reverse affirmative right. action yeah. that's that's making me upset and affirmative action against maybe the smartest black person at Erasmus High School, which is not a competitive high school mm-hmm. that might be overlooked by Harvard. Uh, that person deserves a shot, too. Right. Yeah. The same SAT scores, but maybe he wasn't part of the math club and right. math chess club because there was no math or chess club in the ghetto. Yeah. Right. So there, right. I mean, so there. So um, go ahead. Well, that's yeah. one of the biggest problems in America. And it always, you know, has. We are, yes, the land of opportunity, but nobody has the same starting line, right? And that is a problem. And that's part of what they were trying to help. Like affirmative action was meant to help that, right? The starting line is different, right? We have this history where people have been adversely affected by our history. Now, the problem is, is that we're not differentiating between culture and race. And I'm sorry, but there are so many statistics about why you know, um, African-American community is disadvantaged. I mean, and, and, but you can translate that to, to a, a poor white community or, you know, in Appalachia or where the opportunities aren't there. And if you're, you have a bunch of kids being born out of wedlock, if you have 
fathers that are not taking responsibility. You have the, the prison population being greater among like that culture is going to suffer. But if those kids get the, the, the equal test score, shouldn't they be the opportunity? To, you know, damn the parents, right? Those kids found a way and score anyway. Oh, shouldn't I'm they, all about shouldn't the kid be? finding a way. Yeah, Absolutely. Eric Anderson, I saw your post and I want to answer it by saying I'm this as, as a man. Kid. Eric Anderson, for as a guy who identifies with being black, I'm going to quote Chris Rock. If it's a tie, tie goes to the black man. <laughs> That's where my racial bias comes into play. If it's a tie, tie goes to the black man. Uh, um, oh, Eric Anderson, Coach Anderson, who's with us, who's commenting. Mm -hmm. I want to say this about the other recipients of affirmative action in college. I got a question for you. And you could put a big LOL in the comment section. Here's my question. You hold on to your seat. Are legacy students also considered affirmative action? What what legacy? George W. Bush gets into Yale. He's a C student, but he gets into Yale because his daddy garbage. did. Is is that not? Con but is aren't those people considered the category of affirmative action? Sure. They don't have the grades. They don't meet the criteria. But because their parents have Absolutely. a building named after them, they get not to get okay. into that college and take up a spot too. Right. Not okay. Do you see the head fake? This whole podcast should be called Head Fakes. Yeah. They're weaponizing Asians and black men, black population. And in the meantime, yeah. in, in the back door, right. they, they're hooking up, they're hooking up their rich just, people. Right. That's just part of that elitist mentality that I was telling you. I can't stand it. Yep. When it's the days not okay. of not being allowed to walk through the front door was only decades in the past. Very, very good point. True. And Wendy and I have make this analogy for volleyball too with the good old boys club, right? Like Wendy and I, we can have a stair running competition up the stairs, right? Um, Wendy can run 60 floors. I can run 40. Now, Wendy's 60 to 40, that's meritocracy. But getting in the building to run the stairs is not. And that's what Eric, a yeah. broader point, Eric was disagree no, fair, disagreeing with me in the beginning. It's a good point. It's a good yeah. point. It's just anything that gets used to excess. Right. And, and we've got to find ways to... But Eric, that's a. But he's saying no. They get through the door because of cash, not because of the color of their skin. Got it. Affirmative action in the classic tense of the, uh, in the context mm -hmm. is designed to get people who are of different races and ethnicities and whatever. So in the, in the context of the uh, of affirmative action and and as a term, mm -hmm. hundred percent agree with you, Eric. Thank you for setting the record straight on that. Because me, I was talking about what this is really about. <laughs> you know, this this thing where the people whose whose kids rich kids who are not around poor kids are like there's too many poor kids in this school we need to get rid of this all right those are the ones who get who are getting c's in class and still getting the yell in harvard so so i kind of spun off that way but way to keep us on track my man you got to meet this guy cool. eric you have to meet wendy jones man <laughs> you two would absolutely love each other um guys let's um google search the Option Podcast, Eric Anderson. He's a Eric's, Eric's a real one. We had a real conversation. Sweet. I really appreciate that. I'll yeah. check it out. In fact, you want to talk about race? When Eric came on the podcast, eight of my last, eight of my ten guests from I guess forty to fifty mm -hmm. were African American. <laughs> Dane cool. Blanton, yeah. Carl Franz, who's at Fairleigh Dickinson University. Eric ah. Anderson, Patrick Dietz, who's Jose um, Pena's assistant at NYU. Um, Bernard Norman, who's a Central Park playing savage. Um, Chris Austin, who we all know, uh, um, right? Two time or repeat champ at Irvine. So I got my black men covered. Job, <laughs> if I don't take care of my brothers, who will? And if my brothers don't keep me straight and on the straight and narrow, who will? <laughs> but you still never got Ren on here. And where were and we? And don't two think years I haven't invited him. 
because <laughs> that you know me that though. would be epic yeah well but and you, i want to be but on you that know podcast me when someone them. says how come you never asked me on the podcast you know what i do you ask i'm me. like how about how about tuesday you want to come on tuesday i can't do tuesday how about wednesday can't do one o'clock how about you pick the time so anyone that says that yeah i will have so an I open invitation so now just, now you know he ain't but he ain't hollering no but they no he, no because they because when you invite them yeah and they ain't got time they lost think, their hollering rights. I just think that would be an epic conversation. Yes. Oh my god! So maybe if you listen. Well, I'm going to New York. Awesome. August Me 21st. Too. Oh, we're just gonna miss to each the 25th. other. We are just gonna miss each other. When you're leaving? The 26th, I think. Oh, you're leaving the 26th. No, I'm going. I'm going to New York to take. Um, well, I know a guy. Just go to the park. They'll they'll, they'll we'll be expecting early. you. You heard? Um, they'll be expecting you in yeah. the park. God, that was fun. Yeah. That was one of the best days of volleyball ever. All right, so let's finish by doing um, lightning rounds, which you've done already. Um, and some of these questions feel like um, they're repeated, but for people that didn't watch previous episodes, we get to do this all over again. Let's set our minute. Actually, I'll... Oh, man, you're going to ask me my favorite comedian. I don't know those guys' names. Well, you got one, one. You got a minute for me to set up the clock, woman. Get your stuff together. Um, all right, and here we go. Favorite comedian. I got to go with Chappelle. Um, I'm going Chappelle. Last good book you read? Oh gosh. Um, I'll go first I'm on reading, this one. Yeah. The real Anthony Fauci. Oh. Hot. Go. Transcend. Transcend. Good. Marvel or DC? Marvel. Marvel. Pooler Beach. Oh, I'm split on that one right now. I'm in the pool right now, actually. <laughs> I'm in the beach because I live in Hermosa. Yeah. Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter? Harry Potter. Lord of the Rings. Jesus Christ. <laughs> bourbon, vodka, or tequila? She's like wine. Uh, I'll go bourbon oh, lately. Oh, God. You're old school. I'm yeah. vodka. Favorite sport outside of volleyball? Tennis. Mixed martial arts. Um, favorite action film star growing up? I go Arnold. Bruce Willis? Yes! Die hard! <laughs> oh my God. Con favorite conspiracy rabbit holes. <laughs> well, oh, I guess we so call those many. spoiler alerts now. They're not rabbit holes anymore. Amen. The archives oh, of the JFK archives are being released um, when we're finding out things that were false three years ago are now true now. But I've always been infatuated about did Hot, could Os Oswald have made that shot? Yeah. You know, with, with that gun in those conditions and, and this well, when, and that. So I've always been intrigued by that. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm just I'm just trying to figure out why everyone oh. in America wants to keep us sick. Eric Anderson, I this is ridiculous. Eric Anderson says I'm going to be in New York August 12th to the 17th, and I'm going to be in New York the 21st to the 25th, I'm and gonna you're going to be, gonna be there York. the 26th. We taking New York shifts, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> so Wendy, let's plug our show. We get Eric. We got a show called Undivided. It's a news thing where uh, we are politically homeless and we come from this objective thing where we, you know, we have conservative values, we have liberal values, and we don't, we provide some information based on our opinion, but we don't feed people what they're supposed to hear. We shape the question and you and the audience, we all answer this, answer the question together. Uh, by the way, really, really happy to have you join us on this too, because we weren't even going to do a live version of this. We're, we're doing like a live and we're taking it down due to edit. But um, hey, you, you, yeah, you two got to meet. Fun. Yeah, yeah, Eric. Her son is um Luke Turner. He plays at Stanford right now. That's that. This is mommy. <laughs> um, 
And her daughter it's played a at a, a, for Hector at te- Texas Christian. So, and, he, and Eric. My third one's a theater yeah, kid. Eric is a coaching mensch. Really? That. Sorry, yeah. My third one quit volleyball to go to theater. And like you said, you don't want your kids to do, but she ended up getting a bigger scholarship than any of my volleyball players got. So. Man, don't do that. <laughs> you do that to your kid, man. Jesus Christ. Your you gotta kids let in him, theater. You got to let them do what they want to do. I guess. Believe me, I loved I loved doing the volleyball mom thing, but she wanted to be a theater kid. Yeah. You got to let your kids yes. chart their own path. Uh, look, she's going to have a good time. She is. I did. Yeah. I did. Cool. All right, so... Our show's called The un, un, undivided. undivided. Tell everybody where you can find it. Um, BeBetterMedia.tv. You'll find us on Binge Networks. And mm-hmm. we have my podcast on there, Undivided, um, which is the show we're doing. We got to get your, we got to get the option up there too. Right. So, Definitely. Yeah. I'm look, so looking forward to that. What's yeah. your Insta? Um, what is my Insta? Be be, it's BeBetterMedia. Be BeBetterMedia.life. BeBetterMedia.life. All right, this is the part of the podcast where I'm supposed to tell you guys how much I love you or how much I don't love you. And for all of you at home, your desktop, you guys know the drill. But Wendy and I, shortly after the podcast, went and saw a movie called The Sound of Freedom. And rather than have another part, a third part to the podcast, we decided to uh, use this as an extension of this podcast. So here it is. So I just got out of the movie theater seeing, um, and it's windy as hell, which yes. is going to be all awesome. And I just saw the movie Sound of Freedom with this young lady, Wendy Jones, because she's the only one that could like stomach films that that sometimes might be designed to disturb you or whatever and this and that. What'd you get from I want you to say something first. It's taken me, what, 10 days to come see this movie and people have been talking about it and I've asked my kids about it. And I think everybody that doesn't go see it is turning a blind eye. And that's what we have the luxury to do in this country, and it's not okay. And I don't want to live in a country where the biggest debate about this movie is whether it's good. Like, how is protecting children political? And how is there a power structure out there that doesn't want this story told? Right. And hats off to the producers and the directors and the crowdfunding and the independent media that's bringing it out there. Because when you have words, like when, when there are studios like Amazon and all the big names that we know, that how easy it is to put content up this, these days. And the quality of that movie, that place, that was made five years ago. Yeah. And it couldn't Movies find a home. five years ago. It couldn't yeah. find a home. Somebody explain that to me. And five years ago was before all of this... QAnon and, and and all of this other stuff, like you know what I'm saying yeah, before all this, no, before we went full gangster stuff, yeah. uh, post Trump, post Biden, Hillary, like right before right. the political climate really heated up because yes. of that. So, um, yeah. Sorry, I wanted you to finish because no, I'm. No, that was that, that was it, and I want to hear what you have to say, Jay. Right, hold this. Yeah. It's gonna be on the podcast. It's still recording, right? Yep. Uh, yeah. We should have talked yesterday. Yeah. I, so, a couple of things, and I usually I like to do things in things at three, and I'm probably going to wind up doing that in things at three. But I wanted to start with the first part, which is the easy part. So, someone like me, I study theater. Yeah. Uh, and the guy, I, I, I get his name. We'll look his name up later. You guys can look up his name now. Uh, um, the guy who is a supporting actor in this film deserves, he deserves an Oscar Amen. for best supporting actor. I mean, the lead was good. The lead's always good. Very capable actor or whatever. Um, the entire cast just just top top notch uh, but specifically highlighting 
the the um the guy who was a former cartel member just trying to do uh something he calls god's work all right so I, I, that's the easy part now let's right. talk about the hard part um and we could do this in sections for your your social media thing but I'm it's definitely going to be on my podcast yeah because i didn't yeah. edit it yet it's going to be on the oh, end sweet. of the podcast yeah so, so we talked yesterday and we hadn't seen this movie right and we both came out saying yep. dang we just podcasted one day too early so i know we did so okay here's the second thing i want to point out every uh the thing that was hitting like mainstream news is like some of the maybe the cast or someone might be like a conspiracy theorist or a QAnon guy or this person might be right wing or that person might be left wing and I didn't really know anything about that and I still don't really know a whole lot about QAnon and I don't uh, 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 other than they identify as right wing and they identify as conspiracy theorists and this and that but it's also from the same source of people that call Joe Rogan a right winger and a conspiracy theorist when he's a left he's actually centrist who's voted Democrat his entire life uh, um, and called you know whatever rfk a conspiracy theorist uh, um uh it's so get, get getting rid of that whole conspiracy theory, theory thing i want to try to make a broader point here if we as a nation can't take our differences however significant and put them aside when we're in a, we're in a position where we have bigger fish to fry You're, we're talking about children we're talking about human trafficking on a general level but in this movie we're talking about child trafficking specifically so if we can't say that we can't come together and try to stop this because we're not on the same team for other ideological differences, we fail as a country and as a people. We There are things where um, my friend might be opposed to same-sex mar marriage. I'm for same-sex marriage. Okay, let's put that aside. Let's rescue some kids, right? Yeah. Let's. Um, this guy might, might not want... Um, I don't know, to make a gay person a birthday cake or this person's against the Second Amendment. How about we get together and decide that free speech is important and we need to fight for that. Um, this person uh, uh, is for uh, 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 the, the Ukraine war. This person's against the Ukraine war. How about we put those differences aside and say, hey, you know, let, let's fight censorship because all of our voices matter. And this includes the uncomfortable one, okay? Free speech is there to protect unpopular speech. Popular speech doesn't need protection. And this is very, very important. And that's the broader point I wanted to make. And I think I banged it out in three points. I think I count funny, but that's all I wanted to say about that. <laughs> Do you not feel like we are debating so many issues in America every day that people are exhausted from what we're debating about? Yeah. And yet some a movie like this can come out and people are almost afraid to talk about it. Right. How is that... How is that okay? I think, and I'm going to give you the phone, I'm going to hold the phone for you back because you, you're going to have a thought on this. I think it's because when we start becoming hysterical about imaginary problems, we're incapable of solving real problems, right? Uh, the human, the general human bandwidth only has so much that they can take in and be triggered uh, uh, triggered at or triggered about or, or become emotional about where, where something this big is just like, by the time something this big happens... It's just like, I'm exhausted. I, I can't, I'm not, I, I don't have the power. I don't yeah. have the power. Right. I, 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 and, and my voice is not being heard anyway. So what's the point? Right. You, you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And, I agree. And, and, and it's weird that this has become a party identi identi identity thing because this right. is happening to Republicans. Fine. Okay. But it's always happened to Republicans. But this is happening to a new group of people that are left to the left. This happens to a group of people who are centrist, right? So, so... Uh, I don't know if I'm steering the conversation of censorship, but I think the reason why problems like this aren't being solved 
is because we're hysterical about problems that don't really exist. Right. And we're also protecting a class of people. Sorry. Who are we protecting? Yeah. Who is being protected right. in not telling this story or in creating a false debate about whether this story is really true? Right. Yeah, we're protecting, we protecting someone from harm, right? That's Because right. that's the whole thing. Yeah. You censor things because because yeah. you're protecting other people maybe right. children or whatever from going off and doing crazy stuff right, right? that's the reason why you censor sure. you, you know you like yeah, medical information and this and that you don't want some dummy to not listen to doctors and do something that's going to hurt themselves right. i get that i get yeah. the logic in that Where, yeah, where's the harm been, in this? it's been abused to a point that we don't know what to trust and what What's going on here uh -huh. is that we are protecting a group of people with massive amounts of power that don't deserve our protection. The kids deserve the protection, but we're, we're convincing the next generation that they can't listen to stuff like this, that yeah. things like this aren't true. They're afraid to go see a movie like this. I know lots, I mean, what he said at the end, storytellers are I forgot how you phrased it. I, I was trying to get it exactly right. Storyteller is the hero. No, sto storytellers story are the most powerful human beings. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because uh, um, that, like Abraham Lincoln, right? He so was using Abraham Lincoln. Yes. He was using so many instances where there were revolutions that, that led to, to, to freedom. Uh, uh, yeah. Whether it's the Civil War, you know, freeing slaves, or whether it's the Independence, the American Independence War in the 1776. Yeah. It starts with telling a story. And if people believe that story, that there's power in that. Yeah. And, and that can work both so, ways. But this way, right. this so way, this movie, we since we're talking about this movie, I, yeah. I, I believe it worked for the good, the better, the, it works too, for the good but, of people. I do too, but why did it take them five years to get it out? Why did they have to crowdfund it? And that shows you that there's a lot of really caring, um, intelligent well, people in America that want to contribute to well, stuff like this. These are the stories that need to be told, yeah. but the, the powers that be are trying to silence all of this and then tell you that you're a conspiracy theorist. Like, that's not, it's not going to fly. I don't even believe we're getting into the whole conspiracy theory thing uh, when this is, this is, this is, this goes beyond conspiracy theories. Like, let's say there was, this is based on a true story, right? Yeah. And let's say, sorry, it's my turn. Yeah. Let's say this is um, based on a true story, but they changed something because things in the story that, that weren't real. So right. what? It's so fiction what? and it doesn't, it doesn't steer what the general message is. And the, the other reason is there's more power in, um, in dividing people and keeping people in their place. Uh, there's just as much power right. as there is in the power to tell a story that makes everyone come together. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't want to sound like a pessimist, but they don't, I don't think, I think there's a large group of people that are, that are in charge of things that don't benefit from Democrats and Republicans sitting in a movie theater holding hands, laughing, crying, cheering for the good guy, hoping the bad guy gets theirs. Maybe that's an old school virtual mind. But there's something, someone has a problem with a whole bunch of people who have all these differences sitting in a room. Your, your, your cell phones are turned off, right? right? There's no pause button. You can't, you, you don't, I mean, unless you have to, you really don't, you, you, in this movie, you don't want to go to the bathroom. You yeah. kind of hold it in. Right. It was a terrific movie, and that's what I wanted to not steer away from. Yeah. I don't want to talk about conspiracy theories. I mean, I mean, we could talk about what are conspiracy theories, and we could talk about what are, what are spoiler alerts these days. Yeah. I'm talking about a movie that's about child trafficking, that, that, that's, a, that's a story that has to be told that a lot of people don't want to be told. And 
Again, you and I are using our, our platform to shape the question, asking the question. I'm asking you guys, the audience, why? Wh ans let's let's answer this together. Why? 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 why what's the holdup? Why? That's what that's um, we're about that right. life, Wendy. That's I know. what we're about. I love asking the question, but you gotta wonder when you can't keep it simple, when you can't keep the argument real simple, you have to wonder why. Yeah. That's what I see. Riddle me that, yeah. That's what I see. Who is not? Who this ain't is an Instagram in post favor, no more. <laughs> who is not in favor of protecting children? How did this become a debate? Because divisiveness is is a powerful tool. I mean, let me take the phone back. Divisiveness is a powerful tool. Uh, look, it, the I give an example. And there was a strike, an Amazon strike in Staten Island, yeah. New York. I forgot this this brave young man's name, but he didn't go around the room and ask who, if you voted for Trump. He did not go around the room and say if you if you if you voted for that guy, you're not you're not part of this movement because he didn't have time. He didn't have time to try to to try to punch through something with three fingers. You can't punch through something with three fingers. You need five fingers. Five fingers makes a fist. A fist can punch through things. You can't make a fist uh, 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 having people parsed up, and that's. That's what this movie did. This movie is like, yeah. look, you could be a Democrat or you could be a Republican, okay? The two biggest gangs in America. But the one thing Democrats and Republicans have in common, what do we all have in common? We value our children. Watch this movie and ask yourself, what, what if that was your kid? What would you do? You do the same, you would do the exact same damn thing this guy did, except you would have been dead because you don't you have do the have expertise he did. Right? It, look, it requires. I know it requires some cojones, because that's what you were saying the whole movie. This guy's got whatever, right? And, and the wife was just a major a supporter too, right? Yeah. Uh, an iron lady. Yeah. But every if that was your child, anyone that's ever had a child that's come out, that's looked, you looked in that kid's eyes and the, the day they're born, their first day you walk them to school, someone snatches your child away. An hour later, you have no idea where your child is. There's a bunch of people that have them. What are you going to do? Stop it. All of us... There's no political ideology that's gonna steer your level of thinking on that. So just stop. And and ain't nobody using kids as cannon fodder, right. cannon fodder in this movie for political gain. No. Because it's happening. This yeah. is a reality. Okay? Yeah. This is a reality. Sorry. Are we done? <laughs> I mean, we could be I done. I mean it's not Instagrammable, but no. I could cut some of this, yeah. you know. Well, but. We can be done for today, but I am not yeah. done. It takes No, we're, this is far from over. A massive amount of bravery from good, normal, everyday Americans right. to change things. Yep. And that's what they're asking. And it's This is going on the podcast. Yeah. As this it is should. going on the end. As it should. Wendy Jones, Jason Debellius. <laughs> A hell of a day, people. Amen. Oh, yeah. I almost forgot. For all of you at home, for all of you on your iPads, for all of you on your desktop, who runs the world? Old school. Old school. For Wendy Jones, I'm Jason DeBeas. This is episode 181 of the Option Podcast. We love you. We're out of here. Come check out the Option Podcast on optiondb.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports Handle. You're going to love what you hear.